A creature that gestates inside a living human host. Yes. These are your words. And has concentrated acid for blood. That's right. Because just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand? He likes you, Burke. <laughs> Two are alive, the rest are dead. Surgically removed before embryo implantation. Subject Marachek, John Jay, died during the procedure. They killed him taking it off. Run in behind. Where, man? I don't see shit. He's right. There's nothing back here. Look, I'm telling you, there's something moving and it ain't us. Tracker's off scale, man. They're all around us, man. Jesus. Maybe they don't show up on infrared at all. The molecular acid oxidizes after the creature's death, completely neutralizing. Bishop, you know, that's very interesting, but it doesn't really get us anywhere, does it? I'm trying to figure out what we're dealing with here. Let's go through it again. They grab the colonists, they move them over there, and they immobilize them to be hosts for more of these which would mean that there would have to be a lot of these parasites, right? One for each colonist, that's over 100 at least. Yes, that follows. But each one of these things comes from an egg, right? So who's laying these eggs? I'm not sure. It must be something we haven't seen yet. Hey, maybe it's like an ant hive. Bees, man. Bees have hives. You know what I mean. There's like one female that runs the whole show. Yes, the queen. Yeah, the mama. She's badass, man. I mean, big. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 14. Yes, we've reached number 14, 14 more than I thought we were going to do, of the <laughs> Hive Mind is No Morphing podcast. And uh, we're here to talk about the creatures from the 1986 Aliens. No creatures from any other movie, just that one. And uh, we have one special guest today, but we have the normals. We got me, Ryan, Mike. Say what's up, guys. How's everyone going? Doing? What up? Doing pretty I good, man. I can't talk this evening, so don't mind me. I'm just going <laughs> to do let you sign talk language anyway. for the rest of the it. podcast. Yeah, we'll just cover over you. We don't like you to talk. We're good. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Have a good night, everybody. Plus, anyway. <laughs> All right, new guy, why don't, you, uh, why don't you go and introduce yourself as the guest for this particular episode? Uh, hi, my name is Devin Gill. Um, some of you may know who I am. Some of you may not. It's good either way. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm proud to say I'm a part of the fandom and, you know, I like to contribute to it in any way I can. And that includes this discussion. Awesome, man. Glad awesome. to have you. Yes. Yeah, very thank glad you to have for you. having me. Of course. Glad to have you on board. So, all right. So obviously alien, they had the, um, you know, the first iteration of the creature with the big chap and the egg and then james cameron came along with his vision making it uh bigger Rip, ribbed for her pleasure you know yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um he had his own vision making it arguably bigger 
different, his, um, his own style. Um, I mean, I guess we'll start simple. What you guys think of the changes? Uh, first of all, um, uh, have all of us read the J.W. Rinsler book, The Making of, Making of Aliens? Only the first few chapters. Okay, yeah, I just got finished reading it. Highly recommended. Such oh, a cool. Book. Yeah, so, it is. He yeah. just passed recently, right? Yeah. Within the last few days. Yeah. yeah. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I can't think of anything else that is really dove into the the creative process of that movie as you know comprehensively as that book has you know proven to be but you know you were mentioning dave on the the ribbed heads the ridged the ridged heads yes. on xenomorphs the con the controversial domes <laughs> yeah because it was it was very incidental it was as simple as you know they were gonna fashion a dome for it and then james cameron went he was in the model shop or the, you know, the prosthetics department or whatever, and he saw it and he goes, huh, takes a look at the ridge head and he goes, leave it off, leave off the cowl. And, you know, I, I, it, I find it great that such a simple decision is reverberated, you know, throughout the whole mythos of aliens, you know. Oh, interesting. It wasn't intended to be that way. And he says, well, maybe. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, maybe they're mutated strain of xenomorphs and that that kind of stuck because he thought it also played off of the lighting better the lighting in the shadows would Mm -hmm. reflect off of the ridges more effectively which i thought was pretty interesting oh so they were going to put a smooth dome on top of it and this is and it's actually he just said leave it off and and what we see is actually what was going to be underneath it is that right uh yeah yeah oh wow yeah, I mean James Cameron. He has he had a I mean, he's always had a really good visual eye. I think he started um, doing. I think he did worked in like modeling and uh, yeah. I know he's a great artist, and he's. I think he started with Roger Corman in like the late seventies, early eighties. So yeah, I mean he's. I would trust his his view and his opinion, and um, if he if he wants to if he sees something that he likes that you know it's that's a little different you know i I would say roll with it so i think i think it's a good decision um i guess uh yeah i I think people have tried to explain like within the universe you know why the why the warrior drones do have the the ribbed or ridged heads but um but i thought yeah i thought it was a good choice to kind of differentiate from big chap a little bit and uh yeah i just think it's a it's a great design. I mean, you re- you really can't talk to talk a lot about it without mentioning H.R. Giger because he's kind of he really is the the original you know founder of this design, and it was just a really fantastic fantastic work. I know James Cameron and in Aliens he didn't he didn't explore the kind of the more sexualized aspect of the creature's design but it's still there and it's still just having that and making the audience uneasy just by the look of it and right it's it was just such a a genius uh genius design so yeah i think and i i like what cameron did obviously i love with 
that he what he did with the queen too queen was was amazing but uh, yeah yeah we'll yeah. uh we'll definitely dive into that that's for sure right i'd be surprised if we didn't <laughs> yeah right wait yeah. the movie had a queen <laughs> oh, wait 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 the queen <laughs> hold on what have i right. been missing <laughs> but yeah um yeah camera definitely put his stamp on it um and, and you know what's what's also interesting is you know he for the most part you know he wanted to honor what came before but first and foremost he he wanted to make something that was also uniquely his mm -hmm. right and that initially caused him like to sort of collide with the english people that were working at pinewood studios because a lot of them had worked on the first alien movie and mm -hmm. you know they they sort of had their own ideas of how they wanted to do things and how they yeah. wanted to present things and he was like no no he goes yes this is a sequel to ridley's movie but it's mine right yeah. So, you know, he, I think, I think overall he maintained a pretty good balance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, like, though there were a lot of the creatures, it was still, it was still terrifying. And just the, the design was, it was just so well done. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the suits on the, the drones or whatever you want to call them, the, the Xenos are, they still hold up. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The movie's thirty-five years old, and they're still they're still terrifying. Whether they're, yeah. it's the attack scene or they're crawling in the ceiling, it's it works. Yeah, it's it's yeah. incredible. He, I think overall they could only afford six people to put. Yeah, the that's right. They only yeah. had six so suits. He's like, well, I will make six people, six suits look like a hundred. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he succeeded in <laughs> yeah. doing that for sure. Yeah yeah M movie magic movie magic <laughs> yes yeah i think the only time in the movie where it looked a little off was uh when they're in the air ducts and a vasquez pins one of them up um with her foot and shoots it in the head with her pistol and i think it, it was a really quick shot but it did look like it did look like kind of just like a rubber basically a rubber suit um but i, I but, but you're right. I mean, for the most part, I mean, for the the whole movie, yeah. I mean, it was just extremely well done. And again, yeah, I made it seem like there were hundreds of them, you know. And it's uh, just a pretty incredible job to for Cameron to make it his own. I mean, as we know, it, alien films have have a huge problem with you know studio interference and. Yeah. Um, directors having a hard time making the movie they want to make and especially with alien three but uh it seems like with with cameron he got he basically got to do exactly what he set out to do and but Daniels. Yeah, but i was gonna say yeah Devin's right especially the uh the be behind the scenes featurette and that um i think cameron's biggest issues was with the the english crew on set that kind of didn't they didn't see eye to eye a lot of the time on it so so there was some stress there with that but yeah you really have to hand it to cameron too because you know before aliens there was just alien and you know mm -hmm. in alien not 
when you really strip it apart, mm-hmm. there's there there are not many scenes in which you're actually seeing the alien doing complicated things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the face hugger, you only you really only see it move twice, and it's very subtle ways. Mm-hmm. And you know, most of the time they're talking about the alien. And then when you see the alien, it's just kind of in a, a gracefully lit shot, you know, where, you know, it's just filmed just right to where your mind fills in the blanks. But, you know, Cameron had to, like, he had to construct a lot more around it because it was an action movie. So it's like, oh, you know, in the first movie, they never had to worry about, oh, yeah, one of them puts their foot against the other's head in an air duct and, you know, shoots right. Them and you know he had to make all that stuff work right and the fact that they were able to mm-hmm. it didn't look it while it may not have looked as purely beautiful and graceful as the first movie because even cameron admitted that the face hugger looked better in the original mm-hmm. that it looked way more realistic but yeah in aliens he made them practical he made them like he made two of them run around and jump on people and Mm -hmm. that 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 was unprecedented and now it's like a no-brainer it's like oh yeah well we just expect aliens to pop up and you know all this physical action to take place but before then it was there was no real way to do it so that's where his background came in right doing Mm -hmm. practical effects on the cheap he really made people believe in 86 that you know there were hundreds of xenomorphs running around and and yeah. he elevated he elevated those aliens to a new level oh yeah yeah absolutely even the um uh the chest presser the the, the two scenes from uh ripley's nightmare and in the hive were really well done yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, in both of when you even when you see the movie eight hundred times, sitting there like ah, just right. touching your chest, just yeah, reflex in your reflex subconsciously. It's like uh, all right, it's a little. I mean, the the nightmare sequence I think is one of the more underrated in the the franchise. It's mm-hmm. it's tense, right. you know, with the the music and uh, how it's coming out of her chest. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts on it? Well, um, oh boy. Um, so I don't know. Like my thing is, if if I'm going to, I mean, I of course we've all seen Alien. We've all seen you know Aliens, Alien Three, Aliens Resurrection. We don't like to talk about, but we've seen it. Um, so <laughs> in my mind, like if I would pick, I would say probably that the aliens from Aliens um, are probably when I think of them, that's the image I get. Um, I don't really like. Big Chap was was kind of a one-off. Like it, it fit perfectly to the original Alien. Um, you know, mm-hmm. one of them in tight spaces. You know, you know, taking people out one by one, and, and I think that worked perfectly. Um, where the Alien design in Aliens, I think was it was meant to sort of hit that nerve on you, especially for those people that are like, you know, have fear of bugs and spiders and where. You know, there's just you like you think more about them because, I mean, in Alien, you got the you you knew okay, so one face hugger goes on Kane. Kane has the chest burster, turns into the you know turns into the big chap, 
And that's the deal. And then you start to realize when you think about this, like how many colonists and each one of those colonists had a, a face hugger on. So you would just it, like, it almost makes your skin crawl to think of how many aliens were like in the shadows, upside down in corridors and just like everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that design, the more of the, I mean, we all know he was going for sort of the, like an ant, um, you know, where you wanted, you know, just, you know, multiple warriors that were, you know, just outdoing the bidding, you know, of, of the species and what they needed to do and, and everything like that. And I just think like some of the scenes, I mean, the scene where, where uh, Hicks goes up into the ceiling and you see them crawling and you like you, even when you see that scene, you can't tell how many there are. It just, you just, you're thinking mm-hmm. in the back of your mind that there's got to be hundreds of them coming through the ceiling. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the, the scenes with the hive itself where, you know, they're kind of just unscaling down from the walls and from the ceiling and all you can see is parts moving. You can't tell how many, to me that like, that's a real like scare factor, which mm-hmm. is funny because the movie was basically was, was made to be a sci-fi movie. But in its own aspect, I think that was the the scariest thing. And, and I, I think it's funny that this is like the only movie that you don't see the xenomorph with the the, the clear carapace on their head, like the, the dome. This is the only movie you don't see it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool because it like, you know, from Dave and I, you know, with us reading comics, you started to realize that, you know, all the comics kind of led it to the point that, you know, the the xenos were basically they took the um you know the characteristics of their host Mm -hmm. um so that's how they got all different i mean if you read the comics i mean there's just hundreds of different versions and it's all based off of that but to know that like you know it's its own um it's got its own design i mean the the scene uh where it it comes up behind newt in the water and you see the tail come out first and it's kind Mm -hmm. of like has that sort of like scorpion look to it i i just think to me that when i think of an alien or i think of aliens or something like that or the xenomorph itself the image of the ones from aliens are what is in my mind um right you know, just like, yeah, like waves, waves upon waves upon waves i mean if you've ever read like you know the avp comics um the original avp comic and i know i don't want to get off off track here but the original avp comic um basically there's uh these they're sort of like cattle. Well, they all get infected. And there's a point in that where the, the colonists are there and you see the, the aliens and they're just coming out of these ships. Like, like it looks like ants. It's just wave upon wave upon wave. And I think in its own right, that is just as scary as the claustrophobic design as to yep. just like, you're like, Oh my, we're going to be overrun. There's no way we're going to do this. Cause they're just literally coming out of the walls. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think him and I think Stan Winston and I think Stan Winston was the creature design, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I just think they they just knocked it out of the park, out of the park because they took something that was already great and they just gave it enough of a twist that it gave it its own its own life. And and I yeah, I like I said, that's when I think of an alien. That's my the design I see in my head. Yeah. 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 And I agree. But and them attacking in waves or as an army. It's terrifying. Like the claustrophobic stuff, it's great, but the way these things produce, they're all not gonna it's all they're all not gonna come at you one on one. It makes sense that they would attack in groups and just overrun you and a shit mm-hmm. ton of these things is fucking scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's 
and like you said, the the bug thing, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but there's a, a vocal part of the fans that go, ah, camera made them look like bugs. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've always, they've always had bug characteristics. Right. From yeah. the first one, they were based off of bugs, the life cycle. It, 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 that's where it began was he based it off, you know, something he saw in the, in the nature world. It's, that's what they are. They're fucking, they're, they're bugs. <laughs> it's, like tarantula it, wasps. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's that's what they're supposed to be. So if you, if you're saying, ah, oh, look too much like bugs. All right, so you're insulting Cameron from following the source material properly. I mean, <laughs> just what are you yeah. getting mad at? And speaking, I think people forget uh, that Ash was helping the big chap the whole time. Yeah, in the first movie exactly. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it might just like ran at him like you know the yeah. the warrior. Yeah. It probably still would have killed all of them, but you know, of course. It, it would have been a little more haphazard. <laughs> right, yeah. Where Ash was just kind of like, uh, you know, the invisible hand going, I want to go over there. Excellent. Yeah. I think it was cool, too, because in a way, uh, they're more, and this is, I don't know if this sounds right, but they're more feral. Um, yes. They, they yes. seem more wild. Not like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like pretty much all the movies that we've seen and, you know, they're always, they seem kind of like um, at bay. And in this, they kind of just like, it's like, it's, and no, I don't, I don't mean to say this this way, but like, it's basically, it's like a virus that just gets out of hand and it just do. No, that makes sense. Too duplicates. soon, Michael. Too I know, soon. I know, man. <laughs> but like, they're, they just like, there's no stopping. Like, I mean, I've, I've read, um, I've read the aliens uh, Newt's tale. I've probably read that comic, I would say, easily probably 50 times. Um, it's one of my favorite comics, and it's based on Hadley's Hope and what happens directly up to Aliens and then continues once um, Ripley and them find Newt. And in the beginning, they actually, there's scenes, uh, I think there's a part where they're they're barricaded in a room, and the, literally the door just kind of bursts open, and they just, like, flood this room. And it's just absolute anarchy. And it's it's just a it's a it's a it's a scary moment because you just think like you know what would you do like uh like there's there's you can't go anywhere you can't escape you're on this planet you know there's nowhere to go it's and they're just overtaking and it's it's mm-hmm. uh it's in itself it's a claustrophobic thought in itself that you know you have nowhere to go you know have nowhere to run and you're on a whole planet but you can't go anywhere so it's it's kind of like a, a play on a play on itself um, but yeah, it's, that's, that's, if you ever get a chance to, that's a great comic series and or comic set. And it, it just kind of puts them in that same light. So it's mm-hmm. very good. And I kind of going back to what you were talking about on their behavior. Yeah. They're like, they're much more aggressive in, uh, aliens. Like there's a lot of hate and, and they're, yeah, like, they're pissed off. Yeah. For instance, you know, they're in the first movie, pissed there, off. Was, there was just a close up. You know, there's a close-up of the lips peeling back and, you know, it's it's parting its main teeth and, you know, there's all that slime drizzling down. And, you know, for the most part, you're like, oh, well, you know, it's like a like a dangerous, beautiful flower opening up and it's going to kill you. <laughs> uh, in the in Aliens, you know, you when you see like its lips peeling back and it's like hissing, it's like it wants you dead. Like, yeah. it hates yeah. you. Like uh-huh. the minute you see that face, you're like, it, "There's nothing I can do." It, it wants yeah. to yeah. like kill the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always, I always thought it was funny too the way they did it because, uh, you know, like I, 
with the comics and, and the different things like that, they never really gave you a justification of where where an alien would take one person, capture them, take them back, and use them as a host, or they would just obliterate somebody. Like they never, there was never, it was just kind of like you were kind of in that pick or choose sort of like, you know, what, what was your fate? Either you're going to get destroyed or you're going to get taken back and it's going to be even worse. And they never kind of gave a reason for one or the other. It was just sort of like, you know, they'd come out and so many of them would get taken and the other ones would just get destroyed. And I don't know if that was a, you know, like um, sort of if, if the people fought back against them, they just destroyed them and the ones that they could just do, they took and, but like it, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a no win circumstance. There's, you have no yeah. chance. Either you're, you're either you're gonna. Which way gonna, do you want to yeah, go? Which way do you want to go? Yeah. It's one of the others. <laughs> Speaking of, that's a good segue to uh, what I want to talk about uh, next. The hive sequence and the hive in general is, I mean, still in the movies that have followed, it hasn't been replicated at all. It's one of the coolest sequences. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that really no other movie has done it justice or understood the the horror of the the hive. It's it's incredible. I it's mean, a, the it's a shame. With the, yeah, it's a with, shame that yeah, the only with, movie that tried to do it was was AVP Requiem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the hospital, that was that was the I only mean, one that even uh, attempted it. You want? I don't know why. That's a good question. It's and it's it's just a. It's a house of horrors with the, the the black resin and it draped over stuff and victims uh, on the wall. And yeah. The 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 egg like the open eggs and dead face hookers lying around. I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's like I don't understand when people say you know it's another rant, but aliens. It's just a dumb action movie. No, <laughs> there's multiple scary sequences. I mean, we haven't gotten to the the face hugger laboratory part yet, which is tense as shit. But um, I, know, I mean, the right? hive sequence, the hive sequences, I mean, probably one of the top five scenes in any movie that I've watched over. Mm-hmm. And you over. mean the ambush or do you mean when Ripley walks in on on the queen? Yes. Oh, yes. that part. Yeah. OK. No, both. Yeah. That was, I was saying yes to both. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> but, OK. Uh, yeah. The, the, amb- the ambush is probably the one I've, I've watched the, the most. And it's it's such a oh, great yeah. addition to to the lore i mean Mm -hmm. yeah that was awesome scene i think predator 2 they did a little homage to it yeah not wasn't nearly as good but it was no and i think there's an old movie before aliens called uh, oh only a couple years before aliens i think it was called chud it's like some old horror movie (laughs) oh my god and do you remember that one (laughs) and uh reference folks (laughs) you're you're welcome everyone yeah (laughs) And but yeah, nothing's uh, for me. Nothing even comes close from the moment that that woman opens her eyes and says, "Kill me!" And then the chest burster comes out. And yeah. You can see Ripley is because she's had these nightmares and she's just feeling this pain. And then like, and then just all hell breaks loose. It's like it's yeah. one of the best scenes ever. Yeah. Who, who is it? Who is it that gets grabbed from the back and lifted up into the air? It's right off the bat. Yeah, is that who it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, maybe they don't show up on infrared at all. Then yeah, yeah. up there on the ceiling. Ha, ha, ha. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love blamed. He doesn't even get a chance to get killed by an alien. Yeah, he gets killed by oh. fire. Literally. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't. Someone pointed out in one of the threads. I've seen the movie. I don't know how many times, and someone goes, "Huh, Frost got killed by flames." I'm like, "Some of a bitch." I never took. I never put. A, I never put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I. It's uh, uh, it that was that yeah. Like I said, that's that's a great that scene. I and I use it to this day. Like one of my favorite things to say, like especially with the guys I work with. Like if we're going outside and it's it's scorching hot, I always say, "It's okay, guys. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry heat." <laughs> Um, but my, I think the, one of the coolest scenes of that hive, um, I mean, the, the ambush is amazing, but when Ripley finally gets newt and they're walking through and everything gets quiet and and all you, all you can see, (laughs) you can see the light from the alarms like spinning and you can't hear anything. And then all of a sudden you start hearing what you think is like steam getting left off. And then you realize that the queen is there and it's like, it's her breathing out and in and it like everything is dead oh that is that is one of the yeah. coolest scenes and yeah that, i mean that's just i mean it's and it's it's iconic like how many times have you seen a picture and it's always ripley with with newt and they're standing in the middle of all like the egg chamber and it's just like it's mm-hmm. that scene is just incredible yeah uh, yeah and um and just seeing how the queen interacts with her drones and yeah. just like little like a little head tilt and the drones yeah. back up it's like so this whole time she's been like commanding them and yeah and you can tell that she's super she's very intelligent uh, um I, I i don't know i see some people that like how the how the queen get up the, the elevator man that, that doesn't make any sense like well first of all it's automatic and second of all it's <laughs> intelligent creature i mean it figured it out yeah. so yeah, and i'm sure it she sends like their body heat or something. It's like, all right, I'll just go in this fucking thing. And right, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That part where um, it backs the the aliens off after she did yeah. a little cooking. I remember yeah. watching when I was younger, watching my dad. He was like, I always liked his parts. It shows they're smart. And they understand. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. the. the the eggs even look cool in the in the in the egg chamber. Seeing them all mm-hmm. uh, all together, and when the, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Devin, when the the petals open instead of a you know a slow thing, it was like, ha, we're about to fuck yeah. your face up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're in deep yeah. trouble. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it was it was nice that. Um, well, like, because I've heard what like Cameron said, and what he did was like, listen, Alien is a fantastic movie. I'm not going to try to replicate it. I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And he did it with respecting the source material, with adding his own stuff. I mean, even even H.R. Giger signed off on the Queen. He thought it was fucking amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what a brilliant design. I mean, it's. Another iconic moment, 712 of the creatures in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, badass. Like you said, Mike, when he, he gets into the chamber and then it just, you see her, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> We're just fucked right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was such, it was an awesome buildup because you oh, don't see her right away. You see, like, you see the, like, the egg sack and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, and then the part where, uh, like, her face, like, comes down out of her crest. And it like, oh, just mm-hmm. such a, just an awesome, I mean, it was, it's one of those moments, like I said, where you, you, I can remember seeing it for the first time and being like, 
holy crap they are so screwed <laughs> like i was just yeah. like it was just amazing it was such a because it was it's exactly like you said it was taking alien and then just putting his own spin on a lore that was already there yeah i was it was mm-hmm. perfect i mean it, yep. it just kind of he basically and the, the thing is a lot of stuff that he did in aliens now stands still as lore like so now yep. it's its own mm-hmm. you know its own stuff oh yeah that changed i mean right when you see the queen that changed the whole franchise i mean the yeah i mean i i don't know between 1979 and 86 what fans theorized about the alien uh i don't know like where it came from i don't think the i don't know if the scenes um about the, the egg morphine scenes i don't know if those came out around that time but if people were thinking that it just i don't know um morphed people into these eggs or whatever but but yeah when cameron introduced the, the queen it was like wow that just it just yeah. changed it, you know open up yeah. yeah open up this whole whole new yeah. world so it's just yeah it's so innovative um it's just too bad cameron's stuck making 25 avatar movies i wish you would get back in the alien franchiser but whatever he, yeah he, he told he told the story he wanted to tell and um, yeah that was it yeah yeah it's kind of like you know like with terminator 2 like he he did the first two terminators he made a sequel that was badass again mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he was like yeah eh, i'm done he's yeah. like i have nothing more to say and yeah uh, you know mm-hmm. that's that he really he's only been really involved in a I don't know, like a producer capacity, I guess. But for the most part, yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't think he would want to come back to Alien. No, directly for the same reason he didn't no. want to come back to Terminator directly. Yeah, yeah, no. I think he produced and maybe his co-writer or had a story credit for Dark Fate. Yeah, but um, I think him and the director, what's that guy's name? Tim something. Um, the guy who directed Deadpool. He, uh, they were kind of butt- butting heads, and hmm. which this, this guy, I mean, that's his only, and the only reason Deadpool's except successful is Ryan Reynolds, really. Um, oh, oh, yeah. You know, it didn't matter who was directing. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, so this guy, I, you know, he didn't really have any, um, he shouldn't have had any say, but I mean, Cameron couldn't ever come on the set because he was out shooting his Avatar films, so it was all like over the phone or emails. And I think that's why dark fate didn't turn out to be the movie that that could have been, but you know, I think if Cameron really has great idea and wants to put his heart and soul into a film, I think it can be still be fantastic. And um, if he ever wanted to come back to alien franchise, if you ever had a, or to the Terminator franchise, if you've ever had like a really good idea and wanted to, really execute it i think you could still you know make a another incredible movie um yeah but uh but yeah i mean thankfully we have aliens and i can watch yeah. that over <laughs> and over again so <laughs> <laughs> and i know there are people out there who um prefer the uh the egg morphing over the queen saying it takes the the mystery out or uh it's unnecessary but both things could exist. And again, a deleted yeah. scene, a deleted scene does not make it 
canon, just like in the, you know, in the the bonus features. It doesn't. I mean, you can make whatever canon you want. That's fine. I mean, do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, I know I do, but um, <laughs> you could you could do both. It's you know, if there's no queen around, I think it would make sense for you know one or two of the the warriors or drones or aliens just by you know nature just by the way they're engineered is the <laughs> to to make a queen you know it's like all right there's nothing here i have to feed or feast or whatever the, they do and mm-hmm. it hibernates and turns into one i think that makes sense you could do both it's just mm-hmm. what it, yeah. it's whatever the situation you know calls for Mm-hmm. they adapt that's what they do and i think i don't understand why you can't both make perfect sense in the universe there's no need to fight and you know yell at people over it they're both there that's it that's shut simple. up dave you know what right. <laughs> <End call. laughs> yeah i totally agree with you on reconciling all those different things one doesn't necessarily mean the other doesn't make sense you know like for instance uh i, I think ridley scott has said this on a few occasions but in the first alien movie the big chap he was dying towards the end he, he yeah very weak mm. and i'm guessing you know, it's, you just make logical deductions in your head, you know, to make it fit. And, you know, it's one could easily say the xenomorphs thrive on proliferation and order so much that just one by itself is, mm. is helpless, you know? Yeah. The aliens need a queen yeah. without one they're They want, they will live, but maybe not very long. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe they do feed. Maybe like Dave was saying earlier about, or maybe it was you, Devin, about how, you know, the aliens sometimes they might. You don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna either they're gonna take you into and cocoon you to get that was, face that hugged. was me, you bastard. Oh, sorry, Michael. Oh yeah, heaven, heaven forbid I Michael. Gave you See, I see how that is. This is how this goes. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Michael, when did you get here, dude? <laughs> Just flew in, guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you don't know if they're going to cocoon you mm-hmm. or maybe they just eat, you know, the or the when they, they're running low on food or something, they just use you as food and maybe for the big chap, it run out of food. And that's why it was dying. I don't know. There, there's probably different theories about that. But yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. About, uh, I remember hearing about that, uh, or maybe reading about how the big chap was dying there towards the end. I thought, yeah, it's just, that's really kind of fascinating. It's such a short lifespan, and maybe it was the same for these drones and, and aliens. I don't know, and maybe that's why the the queen was fine just sending them out like in mass just to, yeah. to take out these Marines because she knew they'd have a short lifespan anyways, but she could just keep producing more and more. So, yeah. I kind of like the, um, the idea of that. So at least we've seen in the, the comics in the right circumstance, they could just kind of hibernate and put themselves in a, in sleep mode and just survive. 
mm. the right circumstances, mm-hmm. which I think is, um, you know, because they're, they're made to survive and kill and reproduce. So maybe in the right circumstances, maybe that shit doesn't matter. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a low off topic, but I mean, everyone's read Labyrinth, right? You know, everyone knows Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But in that one, you know, because that one had a very in-depth, like, you know, exploration of how a hive kind of works. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a queen in that, I believe. I don't believe there was a queen, but there was... There, there were all these aliens in there and they were finding a way to make it work. They're finding a way to keep the hive going, but uh, I think it was a black fungus that ultimately killed them because it was just poisonous. Yeah, I think I've I've read somewhere. It was probably, like I said, there's so many series out there and I think it, if it wasn't Labyrinth, it was another one of the series. And I swear, in one of the series, where they said that the whole thing is if they're if the queen is killed or the queen is is gone, it's almost the same thing they do with ants, where like one can switch and become the like uh, almost like um, you know how how it's like it's it's kind of like a random thing where like when the egg still has the face hugger in it, um, the face hugger can switch to make like you know become a a queen prone um, face hugger, or it can also do where like almost. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that's called. I know a lot of insects and there's some like stuff like star, not starfish, but stuff like that. Do it where if they're, if the colony is, if there's no more males, they can automatically like switch sexes and become. So I, I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. One of the comic mm-hmm. series that I had had that it, there was an issue with that in it. And it was something about like on the same lines, like when all, when they're all decimated, how is there another queen or how do we find a queen? And it was like, mm-hmm. well, anyone can randomly switch. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to see if I can find it, but yeah, that's a good point. I was, it's, it's, um, sounds like, like that was probably a genocide or hive wars. I'm just guessing it, it was one of them, I can't remember which one. And like, yeah, it was like the, one, that was though. the main premise because the idea was to wipe them, wipe out the queens, and they were kind of like, well, that's not going to work because if it gets to a certain point, they'll sort of almost one will switch and become the queen, but I can't remember what it is. Hmm, I've read way too many. Wait too, many. <laughs> too many alien stories on the brain oh uh, it just jumbles together anymore <laughs> but to uh i guess get back on track about the the movie what was your guys um favorite creature moment of uh of alien for me it was definitely or moments the face hugger <laughs> scene in the med lab mm. oh yeah we didn't even touch on really that good. yet thank you ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, he likes you, Burke. <laughs> <laughs> they looked so cool in those canisters, man. Ever since I was a kid, I'm like, I want a life-size one in my home immediately. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <I have> one. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Goes without oh. saying. Nacho knocks over the tank and it's not in there, and you're like, <laughs> no, oh, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> Zeno kitty. <laughs> well, Nacho would probably fuck that shit up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he seems pretty formidable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um Man. that metabase sequence is incredible. That's one that's another one of the most least talked about. 10 sequences in the franchise. Oh, yeah. 
I think my favorite part was when uh, when Bishop gets impaled by the queen's tail, and then the queen rips him in half and throws him to the oh, side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was that was pretty badass, man. <laughs> was, um, the, the only I'm so sorry, Ryan. The only thing about that scene that they probably could have trimmed a little bit was I feel like they dwelled on the milk a little too much. Like yeah, you know, when he gets impaled before he gets ripped in half. Ripped in yeah, much, and there's all this milk going into her mouth, and I was like, I was like, okay, it's all gratuitous with the milk. Yeah, but, right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good choice. Queen takes bishop. <laughs> <laughs> that was another little detail. So the movie eight hundred times. I think it was on a a t shirt or something. I went. Oh, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> ah, the obvious always escapes me. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, there, there is, there's so many, so many iconic scenes. It's like, that's a testament to not only Cameron, but like that time period of movies, because like they're, it's hard to find many movies that came out around that same time that are iconic for certain scenes. And, um, you know, the way that they did stuff was just like, I mean, to me, when I was a kid, probably one of my favorite scenes was when Ripley and Newt are trapped in the, uh, in the med bay. And he, the, the, uh, they're just kind of like the face huggers are just scurrying. I always freaked me out. It always freaked me out when mm-hmm. they're like scurrying back and then it jumps and she kind of, it, it like swings its tail around her neck and she's yeah. it. Yeah. And then of course, then like, you know, Hicks, like they, they're trying to break it with the chairs and he just kind of shoots up the window and jumps through. Like that was just such an awesome scene. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, there, there's a bunch, like I said, what you guys all said are great scenes, you know, with, with Bishop getting torn up and um, you know, the iconic scene where, where Newt's in the water um, and it comes up, comes up from behind her that was just a cool scene but yeah it's 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 amazing mm-hmm. i don't even choose one shit man <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i would have to say in i kind of like in when they're in the lab and they're trying to figure out where they're coming in from and hicks who has been nothing but the example of cool and calm and collected the look on his face when he uses the gun listen to the ceiling and then there's a horde oh yeah of them coming out and they all jump out of the ceiling i thought that was <laughs> amazing with the red hue and everything i mean woof. oh man what a great sequence uh, you know another favorite scene of mine it kind of gets overlooked because it, it doesn't involve any creatures. But for some reason, I love the I love the debriefing scene in the beginning where Ripley is just tearing the oh, yeah. asshole. And she's like, God damn it, that's not all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing the papers at him, I'm like, oh, like yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. It was so good, so well acted. I oh. think she she deserved. She just like did she? She only got nominated for an Academy Award, correct? Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing for a sci-fi action movie that never happens. I don't think that's happened since. I can't think of a for a science fiction action thriller. I mean, they just don't get 
recognition. I think Aliens was nominated for like seven Oscars, which is just incredible. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, and yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver just killed it in that, that movie. The- she was great in the first one, um, but that second, uh, but Aliens was just was the, well, the performance of a lifetime. Really, it was just oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh set the standard for female heroes that we discussed in the previous episode, which is available in the archive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the ironic thing is, you know, like Sigourney Weaver herself, you know, she embraced the uh, empowering aspects of it, but she hated hat. She hated the whole guns yes. aspect. <laughs> and she, she like, I was reading in the, the Rinsler book, she was interviewed about, you know, she go, oh, some fans will, you know, come up to me and, you know, they, they really love it when, you know, I had the flamethrower and I was, you know, it was really tough and everything. She goes, that made me shake down all the way to my shoes. Like, <laughs> I, I, it really bugged her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This, like action symbol. But, you know, it, it's, it, I don't even look at it just from that perspective. I mean, it was just a great story of, you know, a mom that wants nothing more than to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, she, in the process, comes up against a big mom, you know? (laughs) And there's this big conflict, you know, where the the queen alien is like, bitch, you killed my, you you flamed my eggs, and Mm -hmm. Ripley's trying to defend Newt, and it's just it's the ultimate clash of moms really yeah (laughs) the battle for mother's day (laughs) i mean that's enough of course uh, the the power loader versus um queen fight is something special too oh yeah watching the queen move and battle and showing her again her awareness and strategy Every time the power loader would swing, watching her duck and then uh, adjust to her movements. It's, yeah. I mean, and how there's no, I like also too how there's no music. It's just them two beating the living shit out of each other. <laughs> just hear the whoosh. Oh, man. Especially when the, yeah. when the tail whips around, you can feel that shit at home. <laughs> Apparently, you know, that was like a big, like, Avengers type moment for audiences when they first saw it in the theater. I'm, yeah. I feel bad that yeah. I didn't get the chance to yeah. watch it in theaters because it came out before I was born, but you know, like I always hear that, you know, when the audience is watching, she's like, "Get away from her, you bitch!" And they're all erupting in applause and yeah. cheers. And, oh, I bet, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like that. I miss that about going to movies too. Yeah, you know, just with this whole pandemic, it's just been. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to be the same. I mean, Not maybe we'll get back to it, but it's kind of slow especially here in california it just feels like we're going backwards it's like kind of depressing so but yeah i mean we i hope we really need because they i mean they put out some some movies and you know marvel's put out some you know black widow and stuff to try and get that spirit sort of back in but i just don't think it's there right now and i kind of It'd be cool to be able to go back with a big audience and yeah, a movie nothing that can beats get... those big crowd reactions, man. Oh man, yeah. Oh. I could just imagine, you know, um, 
like Devin was saying, people just big theater people just going nuts in these yeah. in these scenes and just I was I was fortunate I was fortunate to see Endgame in the theater. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was that just was, that was I awesome. mean it was a full packed house and everybody yeah. at the same time like like everybody it was kind of like being at a baseball game like people would turn and they're like high five yeah. and they're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you're high fiving the person in front of you and you're like oh this is great and it was it was just such a cool and I hope I mean I'm on the kick now where it's kind of nice because a lot of the movies that are coming out now like get released onto like HBO Max so like mm-hmm. Suicide Squad like you know, I just kind of set it home and waited to see it. And I had my own drink and my own could sit back and watch it. But yeah, yeah the, the, the movie theater experience is, is like no other. I mean, right. you just can't, you can't, re- you can't replace that. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a sound system. That's like really, really close to theater quality. You can get mm-hmm. like a screen that's like super big and super nice picture quality, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's something about it. So there's something, it's the acoustics of the room that you're sitting in when it's a theater, that auditorium, and, you know, the community experience, of course. Yeah. You know, you see it, you see a, a, a really good movie with a big crowd, you can get swept up in it. And, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. And just the, you know, the surround sound, and, and when it's on the bigger screen, too, is you catch stuff. You know, noticed before when I saw <clears throat> Alien on the big screen for Alien Day a few years ago, it was like watching the movie for the first time years ago before that. Um, at some little, not some little, but some theater in uh, Manhattan, they were showing uh, Aliens on like the original print. So I got to sit in a theater and watch that. That was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. It's cool just to, I mean, nothing's going to, you know, capture seeing it for the first time, but actually see it. In theaters now, I think the only one I haven't seen on the big screen was um, uh, is Alien Three. No, that oh. one I didn't. I'm sorry. No, that's, that was the first one I saw in the theater. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah that was my yeah. first two. That was, was my like first five. one. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just it's just different. Yeah, Hopefully we could uh, we could get that again. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think when movies are coming up that maybe. Yeah, I don't know, maybe Dune, but I mean, it'd be great for a, you know, um, a new Alien movie to do that. I was kind of hoping when Bloom Camp's, Bloom Camp's movie was kind of being promoted, not promoted, but there's, you know, when was that back like 2015? I can't believe it was six years ago. Oh, um, God. But uh, I was really excited because I, I thought maybe this will be like, you know, bringing back that feel that of Aliens to the theater and getting people excited about the franchise again. And obviously that fell through, but, uh, but I think, I don't know maybe with Disney at the helm, there's possibility that they could do that. They've handled some franchises really well. They've made some not so great decisions too, but you know, I, I think there's still a lot that can be done with the alien franchise. And I think, I think the, that, people can get excited about it again, not just us diehard fans, you know? I yeah. Think. Um, it, yeah. It needs that wide, that wide appeal, which is, which is what this, this movie did. Mm-hmm. And also um, thank you to Michael for joining us. Looks like his uh, computer, his computer xenomorph took him away. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's done for the rest, the remainder of the recording. But, um, <laughs> 
it happens. <laughs> <laughs> the company found out. Shut the company, down. yeah, the yeah. company uh, found out and <laughs> logged him off. <laughs> so be sure to redo your passwords and check your uh, badge access. Mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the because without, as we, as I've said at nauseum, without the popularity of this movie, there's there's nothing else. It's. I mean, we might eventually have gotten a sequel because that's the way big studios are, but this launched it into, into megastardom. This, yeah. you know, like, like to touch what Michael said, more, most people think of the alien, they think of they think of this, they think of the queen, uh, everything from this. This is a lot of people's introduction to the franchise. And it's, you know, it has its, you know, people have their preferences. They might prefer the first one or the third one these days, which is fine because the first three are honestly almost arguably interchangeable depending on your mood and your taste but mm-hmm. you know this was the one speaking of i know we touched on a little bit earlier but the big domed versus not dome debate are you guys anti-ridged ruffles have ridges aliens or do you like both do you have a preference <laughs> does it not give a shit as long as it's designed well i mean what do you guys think <laughs> well depends on the the story, I think, I, the ridged aliens work really well in Aliens, and of course because of the fact that you know it had to be shot a certain way, and I think they were shot beautifully that way. If they had the domes, it probably wouldn't have worked as well. But I don't know. Aesthetically speaking, eh, I'm, I'm a little partial to the dome. I like the I like the human skull underneath. Oh that, yeah. Yeah, I just, as long as I can see the two eye sockets in there, <laughs> that dome, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I kind of like the, I mean, I love the, this design and aliens, but uh, I, I think I'm kind of the same. I like kind of the smooth dome. Um, and I also like the, the use of the kind of the, I don't know what, within the universe if it's just like the sweat or something but obviously they use ky jelly on the on the big chap to get it to like sweating off the salt that that stuff the mucus or whatever but uh i thought in in aliens it looked a little it didn't it didn't look as good in that in that film and i i just thought together with the smooth dome and the just the the look of the big chap and the just the, the creepiness of it was i i just liked i i'm more partial like devin said partial to that than um than aliens i thought they kind of they went back to that in you know alien 3 a little bit and then alien resurrection they kind of overdid it with the the ky chili and stuff <laughs> it's like a little over the top and yeah, uh, yeah but that's yeah, that's my preference. I still love them, love all the designs, yeah. but you, yeah, you can't go wrong with the right uh, alien or aliens or even the runner. They're all right. Yeah, they're all awesome. I mm-hmm. love the runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a very even though it wasn't handled well special effects wise, you know. I mean, because they were using like Mac like cutouts and stuff like that, and it just looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, retrospect, but the overall design is just great. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but, um, I'm oh, sorry, go. Oh, no, I was just saying, you know, and the fact that it came from a dog, it just makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yes. I just can't, I can't accept the fact that an alien came out of an ox and it just looked and moved. Right. Yeah. Way. No, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be more of like a tank looking, you know. Yeah. It would be know. probably bigger too. Yeah. Just much bigger. Stand out in the field chewing cud. Like that's not gonna work, guys. <laughs> Ripley, I thought this thing was dangerous. Ah. It's really <laughs> bored. <laughs> Came out of an ox. What the fuck do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> but um, this answer probably won't be surprising. I, you know, the overall, I think you know, like the big chap design is a little makes a little bit more sense so to speak and definitely terrifying especially when it's uh hiding and stalking but i think the the ridge design is cool i think it um again is what drew me into the series and it was my obsession before finding the other before finding alien and you know makes it a little, a little more menacing a little more distinctive it makes it look like they so, have armor on you know because yeah. they're, they're warriors yes. so it's almost yeah, yeah. like that yeah exactly yeah but um you know it's just my uh what i seem to like i just think uh i guess it reminds me of what got me to the franchise Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know you guys have anything else you want to cover on this or i'm sure there's something we'll think about as soon as we forget the record as soon as we hang up on the recording that always happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean sounds like we covered all the big bases you know uh you know the face huggers the chest bursters the warriors the queen yeah. yeah yeah i mean they're of all the movies I mean, this... <laughs> first of all jonesy is the real infantriator he's in charge of everything that's right yeah, yeah. jonesy is actually an ai that's controlled by david but no one <laughs> jonesy is david uh, exactly <laughs> so, ridley ridley we figured it out for you there's no need to do another movie all right. <laughs> yeah we're geniuses <laughs> but you know like kind of going back to fire team though it's going to be really nice to um come up against a lot of alien variations yes like it's be nice to, it's be nice to co-op with everybody too yes oh yeah yeah with uh with friends people in the community other creators that's going to be a grand old time oh yeah it's yeah i i can just i know i'm going to have fun playing sure yes yes there may be a little too much you know hype there like i'm afraid i don't want to be i don't want to be disappointed or anything i know i already know it's going to be pretty straightforward where you know it's not going to be like you know i think there's four missions uh four like stages with three missions right Mm -hmm. yeah so it's you know I, i believe in that regard it's you know it's going to be what it is but again the co-op portion you know doing like i'm assuming death matches are going to be involved or you know melee Mm -hmm. stuff like that that's where it'll really excel yeah like a horde mode or something like that you know um i'm really just hoping it has good replay value because i would hate to get it play it for you know, an hour or so, and it's like, man, I don't know. You know, yeah. just gonna, meh. <laughs> that's, For me, at that's... least, I know I'm gonna just have fun teaming up with everybody, but yeah, hopefully it's, it's, they'll have more planned for it, at least. 
Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's the first first game developed under Disney. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know how much input they had. I'm sure they had, you know, a good amount of input, but the only thing is that um, this developer company went through like five different develop development teams or development companies. And I'm like, that's usually not a good sign. Um, passed around like a joint. But I, I think cold iron studios is right here in San Jose, like 15 minutes from where I live. So I was always oh, wow. kind of interested in like going there and, <laughs> interviewing the guys or you know Hell just yeah. checking it out i thought that'd be pretty cool but oh. yeah do you um do you have a twitter account or no ryan i do i rarely use it but okay. uh but i do have it yeah yeah because i know i'm i follow a couple of the you know a few of the guys who work on the game a couple of them follow me back you know we could okay see if we could work something out and let them know i'm like hey some guys are gonna knock on your door and be like yeah what's up <laughs> right yeah. good we talk yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah man that'd be awesome yeah so. i don't know you're 15 minutes away all right and if not um just throw some face huggers in the office and call it a day <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> give me my downloadable content now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine fine yes <laughs> but yeah i mean if at least in the beginning, if I could get a just getting the feel of the Marines in this game, just teaming up with other people, and yeah, that's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll we'll get the the most out of that. See, I mean, I didn't play a lot of it because it wasn't my style of game. But the Predator Hunting Grounds, mm-hmm. it started off with very very limited, and it got repetitive pretty fast. But they've done oh. a good. They did a good job building it up. Now it's kind of it really needs more content, and then. Um, Hopefully this won't have that issue where I'm playing the shit out of it for two or three months. And I'm like, all right, now what? Right. Yeah. You know, but um, we'll see. I like the idea that they're trying different stuff with Xenos. They're touching on all the movies. But yeah. I'm sure we'll have a podcast about that, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, I already yeah. know but- I'm going to have. I'm going to have more fun playing this than I did Blackout. I mean, at least it's not Blackout. <laughs> Or Colonial Marines, yeah. Oh, or Colonial God. Marines. Uh, I like not... the Blackout game, by the way. Uh, it's just, I don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's, I just, uh, it's not my Yeah, I never of... played that, so to me, it, it was new to me, so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> Five it. Nights at, at yeah, I never uh, played that. Zeno's. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fair enough. <laughs> Five <laughs> Nights at Hadley's, out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's some... Game, um, the, game's that, on 13 days. Guy, still working on that game you've heard of it hope for the future is that still oh yeah oh i totally forgot about that yeah yeah Yeah. that that should be really fun if if it you know gets to a point where you know people can actually you know play it i know it's a labor of love for that for the developer i i can't even name to save my life but but yeah, I would love to play a game that takes place during the chaos mm-hmm. of Hadley's mm-hmm. Hope. You know, yeah. it's like Newt's Tale come to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Or the and uh, Aliens uh, River of Pain. That was uh, 
don't know if you've heard that listen to the audio drama on that it's pretty well done it's very well done yeah was that but is that the one where the actress like it sounded you thought it was sigourney weaver uh-huh she yeah. she is uh, she has a good relationship with uh dirk mags who does all those audio dramas and uh her name's laura lefko and yeah so she she has a much more prominent role in out of the shadows um yeah. but yeah she sounds like i mean dead on sigourney weaver i was like wow that's <laughs> impressive but yeah she's in river of pain i think she's briefly in sea of sorrows too which wasn't very good but but yeah, so, um, but yeah, she's great, and terrific actress. We got yeah, to interview her on um, Perfect Organism. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a triple take. I was listening to it. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> huh? I looked in the credits. I went, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <That's, laughs> I don't think, I don't think I even, I, I read the book, but I don't, I remember it was probably because from you, Ryan, you and um, Jamie talking about it that I even bought the, the audiobook. I don't think I finished listening to it, but um, I was beyond impressed. It, this was yeah. the production was out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of this world. Yeah, it was All really right, well, good. Well, I guess before we digress even further, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll end this episode on the lovable creatures of, uh, of aliens. Um, as always, thanks for. Uh, joining us and dealing with our uh, shenanigans and our ridiculousness. Um, catch us on uh, almost every platform, Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Google, you name it. Follow mm-hmm. the um, Twitter account at Xenomorphing426. Join our um, group, like the page. Anything else you guys want to promote, shout out, go right ahead. You can promote your shit, Devin, go ahead. <laughs> sell, 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 let's hear it. No, I'll, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone, uh, I mean, I'm always out in the community. People are always seeing what I'm up to. So there'll be some stuff coming for sure. Good, good, good. You need a graphic designer, Devin, right there. Yeah, he's one talented <laughs> he's, human. Yes. Extremely um, talented. And we thank you, Devin, so much for, for being yes. on this too. Yeah, yes, you're. And- Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's an honor. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed listening, everybody. All right. Good night.